0: Radio influence.
1: Hey guys, welcome into the A Place for My Head podcast. My co-host there Sarah is Brandon Thompson. My name is Jerry P. Tuck. And uh, before we get busy, I want to thank Leah Summer again for uh, joining us last week. Uh, she was awesome. Uh, I've talked to her off and on during the week, Brandon, and uh, she was real excited about being on and just an absolute yeah. sweetheart. Uh, her, her story is, is crazy, isn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she's awesome, and so she's a bright light, and uh, she's got such a good attitude towards all the fucked up shit that goes in, uh, goes on in our world and whatnot. So, yeah, that was definitely a, that was definitely a fun one. So, thank you, Le- Leia, yeah, Princess Leia,
1: yeah, Princess Leia. <laughs> <laughs> she was, uh, she was awesome. So, thanks to her again. And uh, you know, we've been talking about having more and more guests on to tell their story, and you know, this week is no different.
2: No. <laughs> Why am I already laughing? I was say Why? you're giggling.
1: Why does this make me nervous?
2: <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> because we just happen to have, uh, you know, what, like my, my brother, best friend. His name is Blake. Uh, lives in Georgia, but he's my dude, my bro. But I'm already laughing because I just know this is going to be a shit show. <laughs> Literally, I'm drinking coffee and just cracked a beer. I know he's got a middle of life. So uh, yeah, it's gonna be fun.
1: I would say <laughs> y- 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 the, the best intros ever are I'm giggling because I know it's gonna be a shit show. What's up, Blake? How are you? <laughs> good. <That's>
0: good. <laughs> <laughs> that was a hell of an intro right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm good. I've got, you're right, Brandon. You know me too well. I've got my Miller Lite ready to go. You got the you got the you got the what are, the aluminum or you got the bottle rocking. No, I got the aluminum. I, I got to go with a sixteen ounce. Yes, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I was <laughs> saying we were joking, we were joking before we started recording. You guys have your beers, and I'm drinking vitamin water. What the fuck? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. this so I crazy that the fact that we can actually say cuss words on on this podcast because I'm so used to you know stopping myself from saying foul words. I guess you could say this. So this is my first time ever doing a podcast. So this is kind of cool.
1: Yeah, we're we're pretty Sorry, laid back. Yeah. It's it's no holds barred. I mean, it's not gratuitous, but if something flies, it flies. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's a different it's a different world from where we're, we're we're used to coming from. That's for damn sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: so uh, yeah, obviously, we're all we all have a radio ba- an extensive radio background. Uh, I was probably the only one that wasn't on air. Uh, I guess I was every once in a while, but you two for sure were on air. Um, Blake, aka Cool Boy, um, aka Thomas Hammers, right? But wasn't that your Indian name that we gave you? Uh, I can't I remember. I it. It's, it was something, man. It was oh, I, whatever it, was, whatever it was, was. I
0: definitely owned it for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, not, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, God, I haven't heard that name in a long time. Well, not a day goes by that I can't
2: think about walking through those halls and Norm going, "Keep that goddamn thing away from my wife."
1: <laughs> okay, should I oh ask what? Should I, should I ask what that means, or just let it lie? <laughs> he's
2: uh, he's gifted in certain <laughs> ways.
0: <to say> that. <laughs> Wow, they, they so they say, you know, I, so, they, they so don't they know say. and they shouldn't know. So <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, you know, I, I can't, I can't speak personally, but yeah. <laughs> well, all right, different subject. Not that.
1: <laughs> hey, heard. hey, hey, hey! Don't change the subject. Leave tripod alone, okay? <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> You're reading
2: between the lines or legs? Oh my god! Oh, oh, okay. But uh no, no, didn't. on a serious note though. No. Blake and I have, you know, very similar paths, very similar uh family issues, very similar you know, I guess, you know, quick, correct me if I'm wrong, Blake, but anxiety at the mu like yeah. crazy that we've yeah. had to deal with. And I think I think we've been each other's rock when it comes to understanding what we were going through and how to handle it. I mean he's told me stories of him having panic attacks so bad that he's had to pull over because you primarily your job now you primarily drive all over the place so it'd pull over and get yourself fixed and shit. for me it would always happen at home or wherever i was and i would just lock up for you know a solid 15 minutes until it went away but yeah. very similar backgrounds when it comes to all that stuff uh you know that, that I don't know anything to add, Blake. Well,
0: yeah, first off, <laughs> <laughs> first off, thank God for Zoloft. I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean that is a lifesaver for me. Um, yep. But no, you're yep. right. And you know, the panic issues, I mean, there would be times, the, the worst time I think was when I had to pull over and uh, I just woke up to the fire department knocking on my driver's side window. I, apparently, I just passed out. I panicked so hard and I just passed out. Um, that's when I was like, okay it's time to, you know, fix the situation. And, um, yeah, man. And, you know, just talking to people a lot too, that are actually going through the same thing. Like at first I was kind of I don't really want to say embarrassed about it, but I guess I was, you know, I thought mm-hmm. maybe, is there something wrong with me? You know, um, not only that, you know, when the anxiety and you start freaking out all the time, that leads to depression. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so yeah, I mean, Thank God I met my wife. The time I met, you know, the time I met her, because um, if it wasn't from her, I don't know where I would be right now.
2: You know, see, and um, uh, it's likewise, you know, because if, if, uh, when I met my wife, I was at my worst as well. That's why we always mm-hmm. tell each other that we saved each other. Exactly. Um, exactly. I mean, and I was at my worst, and and still, even you know, we went through years of marriage until I actually, you know, got treatment and you know got to talk to someone that knew what the fuck they were talking about and they knew Mm -hmm. what to do with me and stuff so so yeah man
0: yeah i always feel like you know having an outside opinion someone looking at the situation from an outside rather than talking to someone that's like in your family or your your closest friends and stuff like that just having that person that's not going to be biased you know when it comes to like when you're dealing with family stuff when you're dealing with anything in life you know and um you know, my wife finally looked at me and she was like, you've got to go start talking. You have to start talking to someone. Right. And that to me helped me because the late, my therapist basically, she'll let me know if I'm right. She'll let me know if I'm wrong. She's, you know, she doesn't sugarcoat it. And that's what I needed to help. You know, I wouldn't necessarily say beat this, but to deal with it, I guess. Yeah. You know, there's no 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 beating it because no, because it's, and that's the one thing she said too. She's like, you know, it's the way we're wired. You know mm. it is what it is yes there's medication for that and that's why it's there so i mean don't be ashamed of it that's that's the biggest thing for me was just being embarrassed and ashamed of it and keeping it inside and not really talking to anybody about it until it was got to the point where i had to i had no choice yeah and that's like and you
2: know that's that's really why, why me and jerry started this podcast to begin with is because you know every every person out there can deal with this in some way shape or form whether you're a dude or a girl it doesn't matter but mm-hmm. so i all face it and jerry we talk about it all the time guys are the ones that don't want to go get help they don't want to speak it up they don't want to share it with their friends they don't want anybody knowing that they're on medication they don't want any of the all that all that shit because we're fucking men we're supposed to be you know, the leaders, the breadwinners, the the, the caretakers, the everything, right? You know, are yeah, supposed to handle it, our shit, and sometimes yeah, exactly. you can't
1: do it. Yeah, and that's something we've talked about a million times, you know, as, as guys in particular. And, you know, the whole stigma of, well, you know, if you've got these kind of issues, you're a pussy, and, you know, you mm-hmm. can't deal with things, and it makes you weak. And, and frankly, that's just crap. You know, well, all of us... You know? no. Yeah, it, 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 exactly. It, it, it's all just crap, because... You know all of us have issues all of us have you know i don't want to say demons but our demons and you know learning to cope with them that's just you know a, a way of life
2: mm-hmm. yeah it's like and in, in, in when i say he and i have you know uh similar backgrounds past family and all that kind of stuff like and and every, everybody knows you know what i've shared about my, my family and how you know screwed up it, it makes my head and what it does to me and stuff and how, how much I stress to keep my daughter away from all that negativity mm-hmm. and stuff. It, it, it literally mentally drains you on top of responsibilities with your job, on top of re- responsibilities with, you know, being a good husband, a good, a good dude, a good guy, a man, um, uh, a father. All, all those things weigh on you. And then you have anxiety. You got to deal with that shit too. It get, like, On top gets of messy, it. yeah,
0: it is very messy. And that's the thing is, like, a lot of people are they are not really going to understand it unless they've actually gone through it. Um, I—I'll—I'll I'll be honest. Like, my childhood was amazing. I had a, the best childhood. Um, my uh, brother and sister and I are all two years apart. Um, you know, my parents have been married for—I don't know—close to forty years. So, I mean, it was just a really solid foundation, you know, and then when you get older, you know, people start to, when I got older, I actually moved away, you know, and, and grew up and, you know, on my own. Like when you, when I, when I put it that way, basically what I'm saying is it's those important years, like when you're 21 up until you're like 30, that's when you really find yourself and realize what kind of person you really are. And, uh, I didn't really have. My family around because I was living in Florida, and um, so I, I became really independent. And I'm not sure if that's what really upsets them—the fact that I don't need them to make my decisions for me. But it comes down to where, when this anxiety and stuff started to really take its part, it was you know I was always told there's you know suck it up, Jerry, like you were just saying, you know suck it up, what's wrong with you, you know don't be a pussy kind of deal. And that's what that was coming from my parents. So you know that's. Well, it was kind of hard to deal with. And then, um, when I finally realized, you know what, screw it, you know, it's the negativity. I can't handle it anymore. And like the last couple of years, I've literally put them out of my life and it's been amazing. I love my family. Don't get me wrong, but the negativity, the, the, and that shit started to take a toll real fast. And it's really heavy and I couldn't deal with it. You know, you made,
1: yeah, it, man, so, I mean, you made a hell of a, you point know, because... obviously
0: have almost the
2: exact situation. I think I've, Created that bond, that boundary and, and, and got the negativity out of my life. A lot, uh, a lot longer, <laughs> like way longer, uh, uh-huh. back than you have pretty much. But, uh, but yeah, that, the, the feeling is, is, I don't want to say it's amazing. Cause it does suck. Like it does. we're suck. never, never going to not love our families. Right. No, but no, but you got to do what you have to do for your own sanity, your family and all that kind of stuff as well.
0: Exactly. You know, and that's, you know, when it comes to family, like right now, my family, which is my wife and, my, and I guess my dog is they come first, you know, and that's yep. it. And I, and I think that that caused some issues too. And it, it's, you know, I've got my own family, my own bills, my own house, everything to pay for and everything to be responsible for. I don't need any kind of negativity in my life anymore. I'm old. I'm pushing 40. It's time to like, just let it all go, man. You know, move on with your life. Well, you know, you well, made on, you a, know. you made
1: a hell of a point earlier when you said, you know, the, from 20, you know, your, your 20s, essentially, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times people think that your formative years or your high school years, you know, the growing up years. Right. And, you know, I think all three of us know people well into their 40s and 50s that never grew up. And, exactly. you know, mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, hats off to you for recognizing what was going on and making that choice of, right. you know, going down the it right was- road and, and, and doing the right things to better yourself, because a lot of people don't do that. I
0: mean, yeah, and and the thing is I learned by my mistakes. And trust me, trust me when I say this, I the way I lived in those years, those radio years too. Oh my God. Oh well, that's a, a totally different lifestyle
1: wreck. too. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. People don't realize yeah. that.
0: <laughs> right. And it was just I was a train wreck. And that's one thing I do regret because I feel like the way I lived my life and the way I was on the air, I was I was just like just I ruined my career. I blame it all on me, you know. Um, but it's okay because well, what I'm doing now, I'm I couldn't I wouldn't want anything else, you know. Um, but it's just those years I learned from them, and it's made me a better person today. It's made me a better husband today, you know. So life is good right now, you know. I love it. So yeah, On the same.
2: I I, I mentioned this uh, a few podcasts ago. I think when we were talking to the Coburns, Jerry, but like. Yeah, even when I was in high school, I was I was a very reserved, you know, just geek, if you will. And you know, I I made poor decisions in high school by doing drugs and whatnot and Mm -hmm. continued that stupid shit. But you know, there's any silver lining to it, yes, I regret it. Dumb, don't endorse it. But I did find myself, you know, I learned from that stupid shit. Yeah, and
0: and I see what you're saying, Brandon, but as far as you're saying that you regret it, but I, w- I don't have any regrets because, in I really I really don't just because even though I did make some bad decisions I don't regret them because it it I learned from them you know what I mean yeah and it's something kind of what that I, I can say. share to other people you know so well you know yeah.
1: I, I've kind of made the the analogy before of yeah and again this is we're talking from the radio standpoint you know where it's mm-hmm. almost like a split personality. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's I, – I don't want to go so far as to say it's like a double life, but, you know, mm-hmm. you have your on-air image and the perception that the public has, and then you've got the real-life person that goes home every night, you know? And, exactly. And yep. you run into trouble where those lines start to blur. Big time. You know, <clears throat> and, and that's something that, you know nice. – I think a lot of, and, and you know, again, we can only speak from the radio perspective. Uh, yeah, I, I can't speak from anything else, but you know, I know a lot of people from our industry and our profession struggle with,
2: yeah, because it's yeah.
1: constantly you constantly feel like when you're in, in, you know, out in public that you've got to put on that perception of what you are on the air. And I know what I was on the air and the person I was off the air were two totally different things. Oh, polar opposites for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, everybody, much like Brandon, you know, I was always the quiet kid in school and people that I went to high school with look at me and go, you were always the bookworm nerdy kid. How the hell did you end up talking on the air when you wouldn't talk to us? You know, and it's like it's 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 like living an act. And after a while, (laughs) you know, you can only put on that act so long before it catches up to you.
0: Mm -hmm. I struggled when I got out of it, to be honest with you, because it was it was my dream job, you know, Um, and I was actually living living. I quit school because of it. Like uh, I was in college going for a mass communication degree. And then when I started doing radio, I kind of put school, you know, to the side because I was living my dream. I was I loved my job. I loved the people I worked with. I loved my bosses, every single one of them that I worked under. But when it ended, I when it ended, I, I struggled really hard with that. Um, I had a chance, well, I had a, a few chances, actually, in different states to get back into it. But right before I flew down to another city in, in Florida, we find out that my well, wife now, the fiancé then, his father had stage four lung cancer. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I'm not a dick, so I'm not going to sit there and, and just fly down anyway and tell her good luck with her father that has this horrible disease. So, um, so that, that right there is what i made my mind up that it's over. Um, you know, I was madly in love with my fiance and I wasn't gonna let anything hurt that because she was by my side from day one. So, um, but I did struggle with being out of it because I loved it so much. And I think a lot of that led to depression too, you know, um, cause people treat you different when you're out of it.
1: Absolutely. Right. Yeah.
0: They're completely different, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, you, you it's learn just, who
1: your real friends are because a lot of times you got you that know, right. Yeah, you, you've yep. got a lot of acquaintances and a lot of people that will hit you up and go, "Hey, uh, I need concert tickets for this," or "Hey, yeah. can you hook me up uh, with that." And all of a sudden, when yep. you can't give to those people, they're gone. Yeah, no, and, it's such, and it makes man, you, it makes it. you yeah, it really makes you look around and go, "Okay, these are the people that really matter." Or it's like you know, people want to hang out with you. Hey, that so and so on the air, blah blah blah, and all this stuff.
0: And then you all live of a sudden they're gone. You don't. Yeah, you don't. You don't. You don't hear from them anymore. <laughs> So it's like, hey, you want to go grab a beer? No, man, I'm busy. You know, come to find out they're out at another bar with other people. It's like, come on, really? (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. True colors,
2: true colors come out, man. Because it's like the same thing with me in radio promotions and marketing when I was 16 years old. Like it was, it was way, way hard to walk away from. But then you sprinkle the tour life on a little bit, little shake, a couple shakes here and there. You know, that that shit just fucked me up man oh but yeah. at, least, at least i at least i grew some some really thick skin and i learned a lot of that short that short little touring career um with bands that i had uh for damn sure so yeah. i don't regret a damn thing i was destructive it's whoa. oh my like, god i remember god yeah, I remember we were yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean you talk about you talk about uh, I, I, you saying you love your life now. And, and I say, I love my life now. Like I'm enamored with my life now. I'm so <laughs> thankful, <laughs> grateful, blessed. And I'm able to walk right now and talk Me too. on this thing. Um, because there's that man, I, I a cat with nine lives. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know how to describe all
0: that stuff. So. And it's also, it's also fun to wake up the next morning and and remember the night before. You know, so I mean, it's just, yeah, it was just a train wreck lifestyle. It really was, and I think that triggered a lot of stuff for me, like with the anxiety and just, you know, uh, and and the depression, you know, that I went through for you know, and it's just like I said, you know, I've just got a good support system right now, and and you know, I'm just, I couldn't ask for anything else. Yeah, and we.
2: Yeah. <laughs> How many, how many, when we, when you and I get on the phone, like we don't talk every single day or, or every single week, even, but when we get on the phone, it, I mean, we're the, the, the wives got to leave us alone for at least 45 minutes to an hour. Oh, at least. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a short phone conversation. <laughs>
0: exactly. We keep and then going, a, man. And by the time we're getting off go. the phone, it's like, I'm in tears since I'm laughing so hard. It's just, yeah, it's, yeah. 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 <laughs> we get the belly laughing and shit, man. It's just too
2: funny. Too, is. too damn funny but but yeah man like the depression too you know like just you know being on the road and missing home and then when you're off the road then you kind of just want to be out back on the road because you're you feel like life is miserable back home and for me i was in la which sucked <laughs> i mean yeah. i had a small group of friends and went to one bar and went to go see concerts when other bands were in town, their friends or whatever, and then just stayed home. And it just created a, a, a hostile environment at home. Right. Uh, well, but I, I, that's for another day. But, um, yeah. So, uh, you know, needless to say, Blake and I, uh, you know, we've we kind of went through, we went through, I feel like we went through the roughest times of our lives and helped each other get through it no not about um, it absolutely like like he, he said thank God for Zoloft and stuff like that like Blake's the reason I even tried that medication um so I will also say thank thank God for so um <laughs> uh you know and <laughs> to <get into laughs> not to be like depressive and all that kind of stuff we can talk about the, the funny stuff when <laughs> when I say Blake and I talk about everything we talk about everything Dude, yeah so, everything's on the <laughs> table. Okay, so I'm like every medication has a side effect, apparently. Mm All right, and people get scared uh, with certain medications because you know, like if you stop taking it abruptly, uh, suicidal thoughts can can you know start Mm -hmm. to happen. Those kinds of things, or or like women are really concerned. Like if if, it's a large batch of those type uh antidepressant drugs cause weight gain. I don't know if it's because it you're sad as shit and then all of a sudden they make you happy and you want to eat or it just makes you hungry. I don't know. I don't think anybody's really ever but, uh, <clears throat> exactly what it is. However, um man
0: <laughs> the, the, the explosive I know where I know where you're going. Go ahead. The explosive Ooh, that oh diarrhea.
2: It comes from Shit, that man. drug when you first started. Well, this conversation oh just my took God. a
1: turned.
2: It <laughs> <That> sure <laughs> did, dude.
1: <laughs> I was I would waiting
2: on it. I would call Blake, man, and be like, dude, what the fuck is going on? And he goes, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It almost made me stop wanting you take it. I'm like, dude. And he goes, dude. I'll never read this. You're like, you're like, um, I, I, I didn't, I didn't want to take it because it was happening so often. So, so just uh, massively destructively I don't know. you, you thought you were going to weigh 10 pounds once you got through
0: it, <laughs> man? I, I swear it was the craziest thing ever. I remember calling my doctor and he goes, yep. you yep. haven't, I hear you're having issues. I said, am I having issues? I was like, I can't, I'm, I'm living on the fucking toilet right now. I, have, <laughs> I, I mean, this is, this is insane to me. And I've never seen anything like this. And uh, he said, "Well, that could be a side effect." I was like, "Well, shit!" Literally, I'm gonna lose fifty pounds. And and, I I was like, "How much? How long is this gonna last?" And then, obviously, it stopped. I want to say after about a month, but dang. Yeah, but a month like that's no joke. A month. I I remember my wife and I couldn't even have a conversation without me being in the bathroom with the door closed, yelling, you know, through the door for our conversations. I could not stay off the toilet. It was oh god, it was horrible. I mean, I mean, the, uh, the the
2: moments of regret going through that month and talking to you about it. But now it sounds so <laughs> awkward. But <laughs> literally going back to radio days when well, I lived in Jacksonville and I worked for <laughs> I worked for Planet Radio, um, one of the promotions guys, uh, part part time guys, and he was a uh, board op, too. Anyway, uh, we were doing we were in the middle of some prank wars, <laughs> and. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, he took, um, he took some condoms and went to my, went to my office and my desk and stuff. And he put a condom over my phone, took like a hundred rubber bands and wrapped my, the phone in it and all kinds of stuff. And he put like Vaseline in the, the damn <laughs> condom. Oh, and yeah. I was like, okay, cool, bro. Really? Cool. 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 So it was <laughs> I was next. Right so mm-hmm. i had a I had a club gig just about every single night and uh we went to this place called get the name it now anyway it was a club all the way out in the boondocks in uh jacksonville and uh we would all pile in the van and go get drunk and then come back <clears throat> so i bought liquid xlax <laughs> before we went oh, and when we got there, I I, I got a I, I literally, we got these gigantic fucking Jager bombs. Ugh, oh, God. Yes. <laughs> and I, I poured, no, no, I told I had my friend make it, and he came back and gave me the bottle, and I go, holy shit. And he goes, what? And I go, did you pour that much in there? And it was three-fourths of the fucking bottle. Three-fourths of the bottle. <laughs> oh, when well, You're shit. probably only supposed to take like two tablespoons or something. <laughs> so, he, 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 he downs this thing, man. Oh God, James, I'm so sorry. He downs this thing. <laughs> <laughs> right. About about 30 minutes into the gig and we were there for two hours. And then about 45 minutes later, he's out of the seat, man. He's struggling. I can see in his face. And, and then we were about to leave. I'm like, you okay, man? You all right? What's going on? I don't know, man. What's going on in my stomach? Are we leaving soon? I'm like, yeah, we're we're, we're leaving soon. Come on, let's go. So we hop in the van and he's still struggling. And finally, I told him, I was like, hey, man, see his bottom? You just drank that much. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, oh my God. I knew it. I fucking knew it. And meanwhile, we're on 95. South or whatever, north or south, one of the other heading back to the station, and he's like, "Pull over, man, pull over." I'm like, "We're on the fucking interstate, dude. We can't do that."
1: Pull over.
2: <laughs> okay, okay. So I let him I let him get out of the van. This dude is literally holding onto a tree and just emptying his soul <laughs> on the side <laughs> of the road. <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh God, oh my God." I felt so bad, man. I talked to him throughout the night. He his his girlfriend, fiance at the time took a big black trash bag and laid it on the couch because he, he would just randomly start shitting <laughs> while he was trying to sleep. It, oh my all, God. All, if that tells anybody anything, don't don't fucking prank me. All he did was to <laughs> call him on my phone and he's hugging a tree on the interstate just blowing his brains out, man. Oh my God. During that whole month of adjusting to that drug, man, I was like, this is payback.
0: This is fucking payback. This is payback. <laughs> payback. <laughs> 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 Dude, I would get text random random text. I can't stop shitting. <laughs> it was. I felt so bad for him because I, I, I was already there. I knew that. I'd already. I'm past that. Leveled yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I, uh, oh, my gosh. doctor, man, I'm like, what in the hell? And he's like, oh, it's just
2: symptoms. It'll pass. Just give it a few weeks. I'm like, damn, dude. A few yeah, weeks. weeks. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. You know, yeah. But either way, it was I have to say it was worth it
1: for,
0: totally. <laughs> for, the, for the end result, for the end result. for Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was totally worse. I mean, it, it definitely has helped me out uh, tremendously. I, I can't even ex- explain how much it's helped me out. You know? I've tried it's hard several really different grasp. ones. Yeah. 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 It's hard to really grasp because it it's is so, so,
2: it's so, it's so night and day. Cause I mean, I mean, even like, even things that you would never notice, right? Like, like, oh no, like shit that I would get so irritated about. Like I have a long ass driveway at my house and mm. it's Florida. So summertime. It rains every fucking day, every day, every single day. Oh, time. yes. Yeah. Right. So my, my grass naturally gets soggy and then there's a sidewalk. And when people, like if I get a delivery or the AC guy comes over or whatever, if they took that turn too soon to get out of my driveway and they left a tire track in my, in my grass, I mean, my whole world was upside down. Mm. I was, I get so pissed. I drive straight to home Depot, go buy three pieces of sod and I water the shit out of it, watch it grow. And then it it would however long it took to fix itself, then I was okay. Then that motherfucker would get ran right, right back over and my life mm-hmm. was upside down before. Now I run through that shit and I don't care.
0: There you go. <laughs> the I just heard that, say, I remember I driving think. down from Atlanta uh when I stayed with uh with you and your family uh one weekend when I came to visit. And I think I parked in your yards like right there with my tires were in the grass, and yeah, I never mm-hmm. heard anything about it. So nope. yeah, it's don't just little shit. small stuff like that, man. It's just, That's how bad mine was too. And then now it's, it, I don't even think about that kind of stuff anymore. You yeah. Because like w- when my wife would sit there, you know, and look at
2: me and say, I'd be like, can you notice that i you know, are things changing or, and she's like, are you kidding me? I'm like, mm-hmm. no, no, that's a serious question. She was night and day. So when you realize yourself, you've done a complete 180, but when you notice the people around you also see that, I mean that's that's kind of impactful that's crazy to think absolutely about. it is but that but that's how rewarding that that getting over that moment of oh, I'm a man, I can get through this stop thinking don't 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 think that way you're you're cool, you're fine you're you know you, you got this nah you don't got this no you don't got this clearly and and you know it takes that that you know courageous step if you will to to get there and actually, uh, you know, seek out professional help, but damn it, man, it works for some people. I can tell you that.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing is, you know, it's, it's a life changer. That's for sure. If not a lifesaver, I guess I could say,
2: I say both Yeah. because, you know, you know, even with social anxiety and stuff like that, when it comes down to things like that, like you can't, if you can't go places and be yourself or feel comfortable enough or not have to go somewhere and take five shots of tequila just to start to mingle with people. You know, like you don't, who wants to live like that? Yeah. I mean, you just can't. You want to stay home. I mean, st- I still want to stay home. You know, oh, I'm the I'm, homebody. I'm, 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 I'm yeah. Most of my friends go out and they, you know, hang out at bars and stuff like that, which is fine. Uh, I'm just, you know, I got, you know, I, when I said destructive, I got all that shit out of my system a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to do that anymore. But but outside of that, you know, I never want to go to dinner with people. I get ir- irritable. I'd be sitting at the dinner table and be like, why does this fucking take so long? Eat your food. Let's mm-hmm. go. That's, that's no longer existed in my life anymore. That's and it's it's like ripping the Band-Aid off and healing. And, you know, it's just, it's so almost like, it's it's almost like quitting smoking. So I, I, I smoked cigarettes from 15 to when I turned 30. I told myself I was going to quit at 25. I tried a few times, couldn't do it, you know, just didn't have the strength to do it, I guess. Just fell back into it each time. But quit cold turkey when I turned 30, the week after I turned 30, and haven't had a single one since. But that's, that's almost how it feels. Like, I... When you're addicted to nicotine and stuff like that, you need it. You have to have it all throughout the day. Right. Depending on what kind of smoker you are, but just living and functioning and doing everyday things like I do now, not having that itch to go outside and smoke, or before I start a new project and stuff like that, being nicotine free and and not wanting that anymore is
0: is about the same feeling. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. No, I totally does. I can relate to that because I quit smoking. Three years ago, like mm-hmm. I never had anything in three years, and I cold turkey myself. It was a struggle, don't get me wrong. The first week or two, especially when I was having beers, yeah, um, that was a struggle. But um, yeah, now it's, it's, I can definitely relate your comparison to both of them. I mean, it's, it's,
2: you're dead on. I mean, yeah, is- it lasted for me, I want to say about a month. First couple of weeks, though, I used to mean, I didn't understand, I, I never thought I would go through nicotine withdrawal. Like, oh, yeah, I, I didn't think that was a real thing, but I was like, man, heroin, jug, man, heroin, jug, because I don't have shit on this. This is making me crazy. It, yeah. It's a
0: weird experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they say it's more addictive than any drug out there. That's I believe it. Jerry, you ever smoke?
1: Uh, no, I've never been a smoker. I, I might do the occasional cigar, but that's about it.
2: Oh, yeah. Do you like cigars? There's nothing See, better after a
1: long day than a, a, a good cigar and some whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that
0: does sound good even though I only drink beer and that's it. Um but I had a buddy over last night him and his wife we took out and stuff and he was saying the same thing. Every night when he eats off work he pours himself a glass of whiskey and has a cigar.
1: There you go. Yeah.
0: That's a uh,
2: that sounds like that that sounds fabulous. We did a we did a I did a virtual happy hour yesterday with my friends. It was like five of us. And we went on to the Zoom meeting we were just having beers, looking into the camera amidst all the crazy (laughs) shit that's going on (laughs) in the world. And, of course, Perry, you know, Perry, um, Blake, obviously, that is my dude, man. Yeah, he's he's all let's do shots. Let's do shots.
0: (laughs) 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 Once he starts, he will not slow down.
2: You know,
1: we all have that that one guy in our world that's the shot guy, you know, he's Uh, that guy. He's the one he's guy. Definitely that guy. You love him and you hate him all at the same time, <laughs> all damn day,
2: all damn day. And I'm like, man, no way.
0: Oh and my god, you throw Perry <laughs> around, you man, your stomach will hurt. You're laughing so hard. <laughs> oh my god. And then yeah. So he's sitting there. He pulls
2: out some bullet whiskey, and I'm like, dude, it's it's barely even 6:15, man. Come on, you can't do that. Like literally, he was over here the other night with uh, our friend Tristan, and we were playing some poker outside, and out of nowhere. I don't know where he found it, but he just comes outside with a, like a tall bottle of Fireball. And I'm like, what the fuck, Perry? <laughs> Come on, let's do it. Just pass it around. We've got through two of those things. Next thing you know, it's 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. My wife's Jeez. like, what are you doing? I said, I have no idea, but
0: I ain't going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. I do mean, actually the there's no way I could stay up till three. I don't know. I don't Last know. time I was down there, you and I, <laughs> we were. It's because uh, we get to talking, man. That's it. The next thing we realize, oh, shit.
2: It's dark now. What time is it? Yeah, we got to go to bed. Always good times. Yep. But, uh, but, yeah, needless to say, man, we, you know, thank you for, you know, all the times that you've listened to my bullshit and all the times I've listened to your bullshit. And Mm -hmm. uh, we really, I mean. Like from the beginning of like all of the shitstorm when all of it just started to happen to the very end even to now man like we've we've helped each other get through job loss you know oh
0: gosh it, and dolls. it seems like it happened the same exact time with with both of us like yeah it's insane how identical our paths were because yeah. if you're going through something I swear Jerry this would happen two weeks later it would happen to me wow. or vice versa yeah yeah it's insane. We,
2: it's it's a it's a it's a tremendous bromance to say the least. Like even do we even just we, we recently got into like a little fight, but we were both fucking like going through some crazy times and we were a little bitchy. We had sand in our vaginas basically, <laughs> and, then, so, and it was over. And we got a fight over fantasy football. Fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so in the beginning of the season I was commissioner and then uh, whatever happened we got into a fight over something
0: over the threat no, of all the guys it, the fight was some pity like I didn't want to set up the draft because it's boring and I hate doing it Then I not commissioner, so I was like it's on you it's not cool he sends me attack I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I was like, fuck. So, so I had to set draft up. And that's when it started. And he, like,
2: bit my head off over something. And I, I, Jerry, I swear, you can't make this. You, I You just can't make this shit up. We seriously didn't talk the entire season. And then we both ended up in the Super Bowl. And
0: I was like, bro. <laughs> Dude,
1: that's how it oh, always works. Uh, uh, right. Uh, like, I get,
0: always. I, oh, I'm watching it. And I'm like, fuck. I got to play Brandon in the Super Bowl. You gotta be kidding me! Oh. <laughs> and, then, and then he sends me a text. He goes, "Um, you want to split the money?" So yeah, like, sure.
2: Well, first I was like, first I said, did it really take you and I to both get in the Super Bowl for us to talk again?" Like, seriously, what's going on? And then we, yeah, we
0: split it. Like, yeah, we split it. The smart thing to do. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Even though, yeah, it was for you. Uh, yeah, me, no, because I want it still. So. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's that's I mean, that's your call. <laughs> no, it was. Hey, you're right, you reached out before, so hey, frost you. <laughs> oh, god, oh that's my funny. god. This, so, this hey, not to shit.
1: not to uh not to go back on the medication thing, but I, mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you guys because I'm sure yeah. there are some some people out there wondering how many medications did you go through until you found something that that really hits?
0: <sighs> you went through more than I did. Um
2: want to say well you know i, I took i took some medication to, at different times in my life though so like uh and, and you know like like Blake said in the very beginning you were you truly do find yourself in that you know the 20s the gap to you hit 30 mm-hmm. you know that like you really 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 do find yourself and even even past 30 a bit i would i would say because mm-hmm. i think by the time you know 35 i felt like i finally had everything figured out um at least put it together the right way um, right if, if life was a puzzle i was on the final few pieces but um you know i tried i tried um well butrin at one point and they called com- a combo it was something but i don't recall what exactly what it was but it turned me into a fucking maniac um it really had some crazy mood altering side effects. So I, I, I quit that stuff like right out of the gate. Um, and then I, I've gone into great lengths uh, about lorazepam uh, which was the same drug that um, Chris Cornell was taking when he mm-hmm. took his own life and died by suicide. Um, so not that that you know, had anything, I didn't have any, any of those types of experiences with that but i was taking uh like twice the amount that he was taking um Mm. at the time and it's it's meant to be you know that type of benzo drug is is meant to be uh a temporary fix to find the long-term fix which is what the long-term fix is what what, what we're experiencing now i guess you could say it's
0: like Um, a band-aid drug mm -hmm. basically
2: exactly yeah it's just a it's just to get you through mm-hmm. until we figure out, you know, how to, how to really, you know, it's a cocktail, to be honest, a cocktail of medication. And then, right. you know, every, I'm shit. I, the last crazy, craziness that Britney Spears went through, I, I, I say that just because it, it reminded me of a story, <laughs> but okay, I guess her drugs stopped working for her and they had to put her in the hospital to figure out how to fix and what, To get her on more of or off of, and all that kind of stuff. So it's a challenge at times, but um, once this this goes back to um, don't talk to your um, your family doctor or your primary care doctor about your head because they don't know what to do, and Mm -hmm. if they prescribe you something, I don't want to say it's to get you to shut up, but they're just going to give you something that they know that like a like a like a not as all, but like a like the lorazepam or clonopin or xanax stuff like that um i think they're used to people fishing for those types of drugs anyway um but uh but they're not long term so after um it was it was you know that that was not helping me at all i was still going batshit crazy and i was taking a shit ton of that stuff and it wasn't doing anything clearly Mm -hmm. and you know when i i was at work one time and i didn't like i did i didn't I didn't know if I took my medication in the morning or not. And I started to freak out. I started to feel like I was about to have a heart attack. And I mean, literally, I just dropped everything I was doing, drove to my doctor, and he told me I was fine. And then everything was okay. That's when I went to go see a uh, see, uh, professional. And that's when Zolov got into the, to my uh,
0: world. It was crazy for a month, as we just discussed. And then yeah. all was good. Yeah, that's this. Uh, I, I I basically was on like a couple before, excuse me, but it wasn't long term. And then because uh, I was actually dealing with it on my own for a while. And then I realized that it's just impossible to do. And then that's when I was introduced to Zoloft. And Zoloft to me is it was it was a lifesaver. It really, really was a lifesaver. Um, and it, I didn't even though the yeah, the first month was hell. But other than that, it's like there's no worries. You know hardly anymore. Um, some of the things that, like you were saying earlier, Brandon, that would bother me. It's not that I don't care. I just don't let it. It's like it's like a wall has been put up to where it can't bother me. You know what I mean? It, yeah. It doesn't affect you in the way it, used. it doesn't affect me. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah. yeah. The,
1: the the reason I asked, there are a lot of people out there that have gone through the ringer on, you know, drug after drug after drug, and they haven't found anything that's worked and, you know, just trying to give them a little bit of hope of, you know, there is something out there. Don't give up on it, you know?
0: Well, there is, but, you know, but everybody's wired differently, of you course. know? So, you know, so I'm not saying zoloff is the best for, say, for, for you, uh, but it's good. It's the best for me, you know? So, and then a little, a little more granular detail on
2: that, uh, without trying to sound like a professional, because we're not, um, but Zoloft is primarily an antidepressant, uh, for anxiety. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, it's not commonly, um, prescribed, at least I don't think for like, you know, chronic, de- you know, depression and things of that mm-hmm. nature. Um, you know, you, you, watch movies and you see guys make jokes about their wives keeping Prozac alive and stuff like that. Like I know Pro- Prozac is a, is a pretty popular one out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, let's just say, like if, if, if a woman gets pregnant and they're on, on, on Prozac, they have to come off that. So, you know, and they have to come off most drugs that they're taking entirely during pregnancy. So I can only imagine what that's like, you know, that, to be fixed, 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 feeling fine. And then you have to go through all the emotions and all the dramatic things to come along with pregnancy and you can't take your meds. Uh, I'm assuming that, that a doctor would probably prescribe something that's a little, like, I guess, lighter or not as, not as strong. I don't know what the correct term would be, but, uh,
1: so, um, just something safer.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That, that's it. Something safer. Cause you can't, you don't want to harm the baby at all. But, uh, you know, I know there's, so there's different, there's different drugs out there. Like, like I mentioned the well um, and then Prozac, there's all, you know, it just depends on what's going on with the, with the person, you know, cause you got bipolar, and uh, schizophrenic, uh, narcissistic—I mean, all these different things. So, and I, I can imagine there's some really powerful ones out there too that kind of just make people
0: jello. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's uh, definitely. Uh, you you we, definitely got to find find the one that works best for you. Like I was sitting here thinking, like going through everything, like, you know, that's and then that's when you, I remember Brandon picks me up from the airport. Um. And I was like, oh, shit, you know, I got to take my med. And he goes, how do you like that? Does it work? And I was like, dude, this is the best thing ever. And that's how and then you're like, OK, I got to talk to my doctor about it. And I think that's how he got introduced to it itself. And then besides the first month after that, he was just raving about it. I mean, it, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it, it works.
2: Yeah. I wouldn't have even known about that unless someone else would have suggested it outside of you. So, right.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, it, it works for us but it might not work for like say, or Jerry or Joe blow down the street or whatever, you know, I mean, there's, but it did work. It works for me, you know, and that's, that's yeah. the bottom, that's the bottom line. It's just what works best for me, you know, yeah. when it comes to that kind of stuff. And it, and sometimes it
2: takes a while to figure out what does work for an individual, but, um, I think, you know, I think, I think getting over that hump of one going to seek help and not trying to, you know, fix yourself. Cause I've always said, you know, even if you are a doctor, you still can't fix yourself because it's a crazy person trying to do it. <laughs>
0: like, well, that's the thing. It's, You're right. And that's the thing. It's like, what, people that, that just don't realize like they, when they realize they have an issue, I'm telling you, man, the best thing I did was went and got, you know, um, put on medication for it went to see a therapist to talk about it because that outside opinion that's looking in really because they're not biased you know it really does go a long way right because you,
2: know? you can talk to you, you know I'm like you can't talk to family members too much about it because they'll no. call you a pussy or mm-hmm. or like you said they're continuously biased and and it's more of like it's it, it's an opinionated conversation that has it. In, it, in nature or something like that but you can see a professional and they're like okay well you need this is this you suck this this that whatever so yeah. but but you have no reason not to trust them because you don't know them and they're a professional and you're going to listen to them
0: more because exactly it's coming that's, from a place of authenticity yep and that's the thing man it's just it's 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 so worth just admitting it and just this just you know not trying to deal with it with yourself, but just getting help for it. I mean, it really is. It's changed my life completely. I mean, it's I think, better, obviously.
2: Yeah, I think it's two battles. The first battle, like I said, is 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 going to get the help. And then the second battle is actually taking medication and, and dealing with the fact that, hey, I, I need medication. I'm going to take medication because, uh, fuck it, I want to feel better. I don't care what anybody else thinks. And then mm-hmm. recent, recently for me, the other one is not to be embarrassed after. that's the that's
0: the main thing is is yeah. and I didn't realize like after I really started researching it and stuff once I got put on my medication how many people that are actually on it oh my god it, it is yeah. insane how many people yeah. that are actually on it and that I mean at first I was like man you know I'm kind of embarrassed I don't want people to know about it you know but now I'm like dude absolutely I'm I've got horrible anxiety I take this this is awesome you know so yeah <laughs> I don't we're care. like that. who knows about it
2: yeah we're advocates exactly. for now. so I but that I, I'm serious like you I don't know how long I went through you know it, well, you knew the whole time just like mm-hmm. I knew the whole time but nobody else I mean I still don't talk it's not like a topical conversation I bring up like at the dinner table but but right of course you know get, doing this podcast and telling everybody it's okay you know mm-hmm. if somebody listens and goes to their doctor mentions it loft and, and all of a sudden their life changes And that's one person. That's a win, man. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. that's you guys for doing this. It's it's, so many people, you know, as as, as to you guys.
2: Thanks. I mean, that's uh, we hear from people each week after the fact. And um, I think. Uh, the more and more people that we interview, I mean, I think it's 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 inspiring to not just myself but but everybody else to to hear and see people. You know, uh, we talked to to Leah last week, right? And she's got a really good, you know, uh, she's get, her career is very uh, decorated, if you will, um, mm-hmm. and she's done a lot of different things. She's singer, songwriter, and actress and and all that kind of stuff and uh she's you know she's she's pretty on I mean, you know, all outside stuff she's got everything going on but she's she has a horrible past yeah and she's
1: and gonna, she and she's, a she's got a pretty good grasp on things now
2: yeah That's yeah awesome. so it's 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 really inspiring and enlightening to see people that that you know I don't want to say a regular person. because that's, I feel like that's stereotypical or degrading, but any person could look at someone famous and be like, oh, they're fine. They're millionaires. They're fine. They're good. They're fine. <laughs> like, you know, and it's just not, that's not, it's just not the case. I hate, I hate it when that happens to the, you. you know, what do you, you know? get some goddamn card in the mail that says you're, you're going to be okay for the rest of your life and die really, really old. Like that's not how, that's not how life works. Success doesn't no. fix your head, you know? So, so all walks of life, um, no matter what, uh, male, female, all that kind of stuff. Like, the more interviews we have, the more stories we have to share with people. Um, I think the more and more relate, the better. So, you
1: that's, know, that's that's, that's, that's been the the coolest thing about this project. And and there for a while at the beginning, you know, you and I, you, Brandon, you and I talked about is this really hitting home with people? You know, are we right. connecting? And slowly but surely, we started getting feedback as people found us. And and I, I really think that's been the coolest thing about this is the number of people that have reached out and and said, hey, you know, you may not think you're, what you're doing is important, but it really is. Keep it up. Yeah. That's awesome. And, that's, and, really and truthfully, that's the ultimate compliment because, I mean, I, again, we're just a couple of guys that are just trying to start the conversation. You know, we're not experts. Mm-hmm. We're not, you know doctors we're not you know we're just we're just talking and yes. you know we're not afraid to talk about the stuff we've gone through and you know it appears that it's opening the door for for communication from people that want to get their stories out there and and that's been the coolest thing about this project since we started
2: yeah and i and i think you know just being transparent this for me obviously you know, it is it's not for profit you know i i, I take this this is therape- therapeutic for me yeah uh it's insanely rewarding And I get to have great conversations with great friends and meet new people, uh you know. And I, I, I always say it's unfortunate that people like us have to have gone through the trenches and come back out of it. The darknesses of hell and whatnot, but
0: that's the only way you
2: can relate, unfortunately. But we are right. It is, (laughs)
0: and that's the thing. Is like if you guys didn't do this, I mean, there's so many people. Out there right now that have already reached out to you guys. What if you guys never even thought about doing something like this? I mean, those people will still be lost, still be scared, still be you know, you know what I mean. I mean, it's just it's like ever since I started listening, yeah, no, I just, I'm like, yep, that's right, that was me years ago, but now I'm good. That's me. I gotta keep mm-hmm. listening. It becomes like once you experience it, it you you don't want to miss a show, you know. So no, it's awesome. awesome. Well, I really enjoy it.
1: Well, that's cool. That's well, before awesome. we before we wrap up here, I, I've got to ask you know everybody is going through the same crap with, with, you know, the quarantines and the stay at home. Mm -hmm. And how, how is that affecting you? I mean, how, how's your, how's your head with everything going on? Uh,
0: bro, I have done so much yard work. I I have literally, I told my wife, I was like, you know, I'm going to go grab some rock, put it out in the front yard. It's only going to be about 150 bucks, $500 later. I'm still laying rock in the front yard. Um, (laughs) I'm hiring people to come pour a new, uh, extend our concrete slab. I mean, it's just, it's, it's insane, but I'm also in school too, to finish up my degree. So that's, that's been keeping me busy too. So I'm, yeah, it's not like I'm sitting around bored and going crazy. Like some, some neighbors are, but. Yeah, I've got so much to do, anyway, you know, it, so I'm it, taking it, advantage of it.
1: it. It's funny you brought that up because a lot of people are complaining and, and bitching and moaning about having to be stuck at, at home and they have nothing to mm-hmm. do. And it's like now is the perfect time to do the stuff that you've been saying you've wanted to do, but you've been putting off. You know, the whole, you right. know, if I had time, I'd do this, or if I had time, I'd do that. Well, you know what? <laughs> through the through, exactly. every, no choice of anybody's, you got the time now. So the time all the time of the world. <laughs> yeah, so you know, it, it, good on you for for doing the school thing and 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 you know pursuing that. That's awesome.
0: Thanks, man. Yeah. I Appreciate that. Yeah, it's, uh, know, it's definitely you know, been bro. a challenge, but it's like it takes up a lot of time, and that's de- it, it's 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 worth it right now. I mean, especially right now, there's nothing else to do.
1: Yeah, so yeah, dude, you know, um,
0: you know how proud I am of you for doing
2: that college shit, man. I, I, I know. I I'm jealous. It. I wish I could do it. You know what I mean. But anybody um, can,
0: man. <laughs> no. God. Um, no. But I appreciate it, and no, I really do. It's uh, definitely kept my mind busy. That's the main thing. Is as soon as I wake up until I go to bed, I have to keep my mind bi- busy. Whether it's watch. Actually, I've started watching this new Netflix show. Um, that I've became pretty addicted to, too. So it's called The Ozarks. Have you guys heard of it?
1: I've heard of it, but know yeah. nothing about it.
0: It's it's High actually up. filmed right down the road from where I live. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, so it's really it's really cool. And if you guys get a chance, check it out. There's three seasons on it. So my wife and I are on episode five, season one. So we're going to try to binge watch it during this quarantine thing and, and finish it up. That's a really good... That is, I mean, I'm sure everybody's doing it right now with Netflix and stuff.
1: Yeah, that tiger shit. I don't even want to watch it. Do do not go down that rabbit hole. Oh, God. Don't. My wife and I went down that rabbit (laughs) hole last weekend. Don't do it.
2: We, we, dude, we went down the rabbit hole too. And then, and then she made me go down the rabbit hole again last night. She's like, I don't remember the last (laughs) stream. I'm like,
0: come on. I don't, this is weird. This is weird. Let me ask you this. Mm. Did they really reopen the case down there? Yes. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah, Chad Cronister, the sheriff of Hillsborough County, has held a couple of right. press conferences reopening the cold case.
2: Wow! So, so now the now the hunt is on. No pun. <laughs> oh God, that was a good one! <laughs> wow!
1: <laughs> I got oh nothing. Wow! You <laughs> went there. <laughs> Talk about low hanging we'll, fruit. Wow! Oh, oh my wow. God!
2: Perfect. <laughs> I'm allowed a bad joke every once in a while. Damn it! <laughs> I'm going insane. that actually wasn't so
0: bad. That was actually pretty funny. <laughs>
2: My brain is not is not is not what it what it usually is. I'm trying to I'm trying to build the barbershop and talk to 18 million people when I need to be outside of the house and I can't be sometimes and stuff like and that's that. That's going to be frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. I'm starting so, a new business. Ugh. I'm going to say fortunately I'm not able to get to those things that I've not been able to get to because I'm busier right now than I would uh, would be at this point. Um, but like I said, fortunately to be in this situation.
0: Now, let me ask you, yes. is, is a barbershop considered essential business? I mean, it has to be, right? No. No? Nope. But a package nope. store is? I mean, I yeah. agree with the package stores being essential, but. wow. Well, here,
2: oh, let's have that discussion real quick because our governor, DeSantis, like Went out and said that you know Uber Eats and all the all the delivery services and curbsides and all that kind of stuff. He's yeah. encouraging those businesses to deliver alcohol um, now. Why? Uh, I I I, th- I think people see, there's two sides of the coin. The coin, you know, some are going to be like, oh, they're just doing that for people who want to party and you know, like hurricane parties or something nope. like that. But with the with the amount of people that are dying from the virus, like the, the elderly and whatnot, um, you know, it's very unfortunate, but. I wouldn't – if I were a governor or I, or I had to make a decision to to, to to close down a liquor store or something like that and not make that stuff available to people, um, you run the risk, honestly, of, of chronic alcoholics that are living at home having seizures and dying.
1: That, that's a great know? point, but I You're, learned really young, follow the money. Yeah. If they shut down yeah. liquor stores, there's too much money to be lost there. Mm-hmm. Tax dollars, you know, the industry all follow the money. That's why those liquor stores are still open and and it's considered essential. It has nothing to do with anybody, you know, detoxing or, or, you know, alcohol. Follow the money. I mean, I
2: bet you're, I bet you're right. But that's the first thing that went through my, you know, that went through my brain just because of relatives and stuff that I know that uh, are, are in that position and I know that <clears throat> if you cold turkey off, off, off alcohol, as much as those, those people drink and stuff, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want, you know, the virus deaths on my hands as well as the decision I made uh, to, to cut that cord. And people are dying at home to alcoholism, you know, I mean, right. I don't know, maybe I'm compassionate in a weird way just because it's. Well, you're thinking about it, really it
1: like a human, which is the normal exactly. way to go about it instead of looking at it as an industry and a business. Yeah, and, and you know you make very valid points, and, and and I'm not dismissing that. Please don't take it that way, because you're you're yeah. spot on. But realistically, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, the state of Florida is based on tourism. You know, they've already shut down the clubs, they've already shut down the restaurants.
2: Oh, you know orders, what's left? Amusement parks, everything. Wait, no, I mean, no. you
0: said all right? So you guys are still doing
1: curbside, right? Yeah, yep. curbside and, okay. and, and delivery. Yeah,
2: delivery. Okay.
1: Okay. But you know as far as you know walking into going in a restaurant in. and sitting down that mm-hmm. that ain't happening. Yeah, it's
0: yeah, funny okay. because I went to uh, Home Depot today and <gasps> I mean there's lines outside. You know they're only yeah. letting certain amount of people in, you know. It's 140. As as, that's crazy, man. Yep. I never thought in my life I'd I would witness something like this. I read an article yeah. yesterday.
1: I read an article yesterday that that Corona, the beer has actually stopped producing for right now because I their can, business I, has taken terrible. such a hit. And the first thing I, I thought of was, well, that sucks for Corona. Can they like create a natty like seventy four disease and, and get rid of natty like <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> Can we get rid of that piss water, please? But you know, like, but, but you, you feel for companies like that. I mean, Corona had nothing to do with anything. I know,
0: poor Corona.
2: And know, yeah, but yeah. there
1: are people
0: out there
1: that that, <laughs> that put two and two together and think, hey,
0: this is Corona. There's a coronavirus out here. I'm going to go to natty piss. You know, and, I, yeah, I only oh, have dude. one
1: thing to say to that. Merca. Oh, Merca. <laughs> damn it. Because you know there's some people out there going, those damn Mexicans. It's like, it has nothing to do with
2: them. <laughs> oh, it has nothing to do with it. And that's how all the memes started when all this stuff started, like, right in the beginning. And everybody was doing memes about, like, your Corona gives you diseases and shit. Like, I was, you know, everybody's <laughs> laughing at it because they think it came from the beer. And it's like, who? Who fucking named who who names these um virus? You oh, know. God. I mean at least like corona's
1: decent beer. Like like could, could they name exactly. the next one like Keystone Light or something? I mean come on. Oh, The Keystone <laughs> Light
0: <Slipses>.
1: virus.
0: <laughs>
2: It's the Schlitz 20,
1: (laughs) I I don't have COVID 19, but I've got Schlitz 48, and it's horrible. Come on! It could
2: have been Old English OE 19.
1: (laughs) That's I mean, we've already got (laughs) Mad Dog 2020. Oh god, that's a name
2: member of virus. <laughs> oh, that's it? true.
0: Not even good 2020. <laughs> yeah, you, can't,
2: you, you can't tell the desperation of of trying to get out of the cabin fever right now. Yeah, I, I don't know how else to explain it. <laughs> I mean honestly
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm drinking modelo, by the way, not corona. <laughs> oh yeah, I've, I've, I've definitely I can't. I got to take the wife to the. Uh, we were getting Mexican tonight curbside, and they're actually um, selling gallons of margaritas. So we're gonna grab one of those. Nice. There you go. A whole gallon yeah. of margarita. Okay. A gallon of margaritas. Yeah. Awesome. I like yeah. it. I like it. I like it. Well, look, we uh,
1: we won't keep you anymore. We know you've, you've got to get the wife and get those enchiladas and burritos and that, that gallon of margarita. Um, yes, sir. You know, feel free to send some down to Florida if you'd like. Um, yeah. but, uh, but no, look, Blake, dude, we really appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Um, Absolutely, man. Thank you, guys. You know, it, it's been fun listening to you and Brandon go back and forth because, I mean, it's pretty <laughs> obvious that you two, besides the bromance you have... Uh, <laughs> you know, have been through so much of, of the same stuff. You know, you, your paths are so similar, yeah. and you know, okay. I, I think it's stuff that, that a lot of people can relate to.
0: Yeah, I hope yeah, so. I, I, I hope so. I really do. Um, and like once again, I am. I really appreciate you guys. hitting me up. To come on, it was awesome. I really enjoyed it. Love you, buddy. Love <laughs> you, buddy. Oh, so <laughs> <sweet. laughs> <laughs> it's hey, so man, sweet. It's so sweet. It's it's so real too. I'm not, I'm not a shame. No, I love him. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. It literally is like a like a brother to me. So
1: oh, that's that's My awesome. Dude. That's awesome. So guys, that'll do it for this week. Uh, you know, we always say we appreciate you guys downloading every week. Uh, please, wherever you can, whether it's on uh, Apple Podcasts or, or Stitcher or wherever. Make sure to rate and review the show, because believe it or not, that actually does go a long ways in getting us noticed and getting a little more uh, publicity for what we're doing and and helping us spread the message. So, guys, again, thank you so much. And uh, until next week, he's Brandon Thompson. My name is Jerry P. Tuck. Don't forget to hashtag get it out.
2: This is an MJ Morning Show podcast quick fix on Radio Influence.
3: Fester, tell me about your wife. Your wife has, what, designated clothes now in the garage? What's the story with when you go out of the house, you have to change like you're in the movie Outbreak or something? All right, listen, first of all, I've been feeling very free about talking about my old lady because I didn't think she was listening to the podcasts. Turns out (laughs) she is, and she's just not telling me. And so last week, Froggy's talking about how he changes in his driveway. And Michelle, you said, oh, you change in the garage. And she's like, you know, that's really a pretty good idea. You need to start coming in through the garage, strip everything down and sanitize in the garage. And then she's laid out like on... On a shelf, sorry, Froggy, we didn't buy it from you. Uh, the five or six little t shirt and short outfits to put on to come inside the house. All right, because every F- day. Fester, you're the designated goer outer. That's what you're called? <laughs> we had a vote. We had a vote. We, we, it, was, it was me and the kids, and we talked. I told the kids, i not going. I am the designated goer outer. If, it's, if we need to go out for something, I go out for it. She doesn't go to the stores. She hasn't been to a store or a, or a supermarket or the, the warehouse club in, in three, four weeks. I do everything outside of the house. I, I do it doesn't shot- matter. You're still going out and bringing home the corona. It's but all over your big enormous fat body. You can think of all the space the corona can attach to you. Okay. And then you so bring cool. it home to your family hey, and then you know hey, you should stay home. Hey, Fester, or, fester, yes. fester, listen. Froggy brings up a very interesting point because I happen to have a story here and the headline is obesity increases risk for coronavirus complications. Oh <laughs> Jesus. Oh Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so First oh. of all, It's perfect. <laughs>
2: The MJ Morning Show podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, MJMorningShow.com, and RadioInfluence.com.